जर्मनी in their font design department in 2010 over the next several years she worked as a freelance designer for numerous type foundries catering to their multi script requirements since 2015 she has been a partner at mota italic focusing on indic and latin designs for retail and custom corporate projects and today we are here to discuss about indian type design its education at it and its importance and how kimaya in her small and big ways trying to bring awareness about indic type design So thank you Kimaya for giving us your time and it's a real pleasure to have you on audio again. Thank you thank you so much for having me here. Yeah. So uh how has new technology or new software along with open type features uh changing the face of indian type uh, faces and what has now become possible what was not possible if you can just set some context by that and then we can see how we can uh Yeah. So I think what happened uh, initially was uh you know there's the there was different font software that you could create different fonts with so you know like again like illustrator to give an example where you draw things so where different font softwares where you could create fonts were different initially and what would happen is with indic scripts what happens is we have uh, zodakshara and we have a lot of matras that is called uh, mark positioning or like substitution features mm-hmm. so, so as to say which basically enable the rendering of the script properly so when you when i type like ka halanta ya it needs to substitute the ka halanta by a half form of the ka correct so that is something that is coded in the font that's the information that you need to program because it's not going to just have a mind of its own and just you know substitute that but that substitution is a feature mm-hmm. that one needs to write while designing this font as well so it's not just um your work doesn't stop at just designing the half form of the ka but once your design is done it's also important that you do this programming that says that substitute ka halanta by the half form of the ka okay so, so is it like a code snippet yeah, which it, goes yeah it's a code yeah okay. so there's different ways in which this this can be done so um which was a little bit more um tedious if i may say so initially a, like a decade back because you had to do this code in another software you had to design in another software and kind of try to mix merge these together and um also the file sizes that were supporting uh character sets like you know for devnagari you probably need like 600 letter forms or something 600 glyphs and so initially that wouldn't be possible or so you had to create like multiple files for the same font etc so it was a little bit more tedious but what has happened now with help of open type technology is that uh, you can code you can have this information embedded in the font file with in the in a particular font software and then you export your font and then you know all these features kind of work mm-hmm. in any kind of publishing um software etc hmm. so i think that's that's kind of a major shift w- that has enabled uh 
designing more seamlessly than it used to be before and it's a little bit easier for designers to even tackle this coding mm. now mm. so there's some software like uh, the one i use is glyphs app uh, the software is still like uh, what happens in this software is you design and there is a coding features window in the software itself mm. so you basically update all the features and most of the features get auto generated as well but you also have the liberty to kind of edit them and write your own code if that's what you want to do but what happens is you hit export and all this information gets compiled and exported and you have a completely usable font ready mm-hmm. which is kind of which is quite interesting for especially for, for people who are trying to design a font for the first time who maybe don't want to get into the programming aspect of it immediately mm-hmm. so you can still have a wo- readily working font available with the use of this software which wasn't possible hmm. uh, but when you code uh, or as opposed to use this particular application uh, the versatility of the font changes or uh, uh, as in as in the way it can be rendered in different places different context uh, no it, this it, is only does it get affected this the code is only to it's only the language engine part of it you know it's only so that this the script can work the way it does so it's mm. basically if you have a u matra so the positioning feature what it does is it makes sure that the k when the u matra you type after the k it will position itself centered on the madhya mm. danda for example mm. so that is a feature that you can that you can work with in these software so it's only the technical working aspect of it mm. mostly okay. well there are some kind of design features like if you have used like swashes or something so you can design those as well in this application and mm. then export them and just by naming them a certain way you know your ge- features get generated and you can have a working font file wow mm. so that's mm-hmm. that's quite interesting and like uh, to me it's for especially in colleges or something when you have maybe just a module and you have students trying to figure out type design for the first time it's good to have something that works because then you can test it out and you know to understand the aesthetic part of it also this technical side helps a lot because you know if you don't have something that can work the way you want it to work then there, it's kind of a slight limitation mm-hmm. you know if you if you if it doesn't render properly then it's it's not nice so correct correct and uh, i don't know whether this will come as a very ignorant question but when you are actually coding these things so it's a it's a layman uh, question that do you really have to then make combinations of every character as in if k followed by u then this is how it should render if k followed by e this is how it should be rendered and so on and so forth for these um, uh, 600 odd combinations Mm, y- yes and no for uh, for example uh, like you said the u is again like i said this is kind of difficult to explain over <laughs> i think okay. just audio you know if i if you had visuals it's probably easier because you can huh. i can just like show what happens but to explain in a simple way i think what happens is u is a sub- is a positioning feature you know it needs to position itself correct right so those happen with something called as anchors so you basically put an anchor on you know like like the name suggests an anchor it basically mm. anchors to a certain point mm-hmm. so those you have to 
put on each and every of the consonants wherein or the conjuncts where you think these substitutional uh, sorry these positional matras will follow and sorry those, so this is where so is this is possible or all the things have to be thought through yeah yeah it has to be thought okay. through yes mm-hmm. yeah so you have to have an anchor on each of the characters that you think will need a umatra for example mm-hmm. no you so, think as in i want to understand uh, you think it will come or there's a item uh, there's a inventory that this has to be covered oh that's something that a designer will decide oh, okay. but that's ba- like it's sort of basic no like you know that mm-hmm. on a half form for example you won't have a u matra but mm-hmm. it will be on a full form like a okay okay you know correct, like correct. <laughs> it's like that yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, for example conjuncts is something uh, zodakshar is something that is more can get a little bit tricky because it is you know you have your linear conjuncts which is the half consonant followed by the full consonant which is linear mm-hmm. but you also have vertically stacked conjuncts in devanagari for example mm-hmm. so um that is a decision that you have like as a designer i will take how many of these conjuncts will i design mm-hmm. and what language am i supporting so suppose for example if i'm supporting uh not not including sanskrit for example then in advanced sanskrit you could need thousands of other conjuncts or something mm-hmm. you know hundreds more but that depends on the context of the design so <clears throat> if i'm designing <coughs> sorry if i'm designing for um hindi marathi nepali uh, you know these languages then you probably need a smaller character set and then the conjuncts that you need are less then that affects again the code so you know if i have these many conjuncts then that mm-hmm. is the amount of code that is so i think i should do some workshop <laughs> because uh, i'm able to get some bits of it but on the face of it it looks very very complex actually it's not that complicated once you see what is happening i think mm-hmm. just to hear about it is maybe more complicated mm-hmm. yes it's a little tedious than maybe you know making i don't i don't know what i can compare mm-hmm. it to but you know the drawing part of it is one but i think a lot of people uh, sometimes it's not so clear that this also happens with the font you know usually mm-hmm. it's not because you fonts are something that usually people just think like appear on their computers <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. so you know especially with indian language um, indian script typefaces what happens this back end that also goes on is something that i think is not very even in the design field i think is not so commonly known if mm. i may say so mm. so yeah but it's a very important aspect of it that just makes things work mm. so correct interesting we'll plug one last uh, thing in our conversation that when is your next workshop and <laughs> how can people come but yeah moving on to the next question uh, uh, you engage yourself in educating about type design also so what have your observations been like uh, uh, this has two aspects to it one is uh, how aware or sensitive these institutions are who call you or who invite you to give uh, some workshops or presentations or whatever it is and how aware if i can say your students are also okay. about indic type design specifically okay uh, so to answer the first part of your question what happened was when i was studying myself um, i did not obviously i did not know that i am going to be 
pursuing type design as a profession when I was in my bachelor course because I didn't even know that this existed. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, so, you know, whatever. That many years back, there was not even, that was not really a field of choice, you know. I knew graphic design or communication design as a as a field that I could do something, you know, that that, that is where I was aiming at. Uh, loosely so um, but when I did uh, did my bachelor's course I did get into a little bit of lettering and in general the world of letter forms and I got more and more interested and then I I kind of sought it out myself Hmm. that there is oh there is a entire field dedicated to doing this so then that that is something that I kept like trying to find out more about and got more and more interested and then even in my master's course, most like all my projects were type design, but there was still I think uh, it it wasn't like an academic course, you know. It was a part of visual communication that I could take up myself. Mm-hmm. Even, so that was something that even resources wise, I, it there was something that was missing. I thought so. I even went and did an internship to try and find out. But even the internship was something that was. Um, that helped me a lot to understand the overall field and, you know, to understand, you know, to meet a lot of new people and different people and which is great. But I think, again, the resources was something that I was thinking that, you know, where can I get more and more information and how can I educate myself in this field as much as possible. Then the next year I went and did a summer course at the University of Reading in uh, UK and they have a massive library of archives and just you know book covers or original drawings of typefaces and I was quite blown away because I was like why is all of this sitting in UK and why don't we have anything collected here Mm. so that is somewhere where I personally just wanted to try and collect as much information and once I started doing that it was not like I was the only one doing it I just met like-minded people who are already trying to do their bit in you know, getting type design resources together and just having these conversations. So that I think that's just the way I like navigated through Mm -hmm. to these. So I think my uh, interest in trying to spread more awareness or, uh, you know, just have more people be interested in the field is just because I think, you know, we have so many scripts and languages in such a diverse country. But I think I find it quite ironic that we don't have a course on like we don't have an MA in type design in India mm-hmm. running, which is, which should yeah, just happen. Should be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, there's... It's more like professional, maybe IDC or... Uh, yeah, but IDC has a course, like, which is visual communication. And you, if you're oh, interested in... no purely in, type design. No, no. Hmm. I mean, there's, there's courses that happen. There's, you know, there's an advanced typography module, which, like, elective that you can, mm-hmm. you, you can opt for. But there's not like a dedicated course. Hmm. There's smaller workshops. So, so to answer the second part of your question, like when these a lot of private institutes or whichever institutes do uh, want to involve uh, type design, it's usually as an elective. It's or a module. It's not. It's not a part of their course. Mm-hmm. So you know, as as graphic design students, all of all of the students don't necessarily. Of course, this differs with different colleges I'm you know every college has a different syllabus and they deal with it differently but usually type design is only a module which I thought is also kind of problematic because the process is long and you can't really 
it's difficult to squeeze everything in two weeks, for example. Mm. No, mm. you you cannot possibly design a whole Indic typeface in two weeks. Mm. So you can only brush through like the, the surface, surface and say, it, yeah. okay, this is how things work, and you can give an overview in two weeks. Mm. But I think it would be really interesting if there would be a full fledged like you know three year dedicated course. Maybe. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. So. Because we have all the necessary material somewhere. I mm. think, you know, even though there's probably not a dedicated library, maybe that is uh, that has only letter form related books or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, there there's so much around, you know, the visual landscape is so rich that all you have to do is just walk around and you'll find so many good and bad examples. And, you know, you could just conduct a class on the streets of yeah, different yeah. cities because yeah. there is so much... Uh, visual like information around in our surroundings so i think all the building blocks are there there are so many people who are already teaching taking workshops so i think it's just a matter of time that we yeah yeah, yeah fragmented hai maybe we can uh, yeah. see in fact i was uh, listening to one interesting podcast uh, the podcast name i remember sintalk but um, uh, i don't remember the guest and one interesting insight which he shared was that this uh, south indian languages are very curvy right uh, they have like very rounded edges and lot of more curve uh, curves in the script itself and uh, he shared one brilliant insight that i think 3rd century paper was invented and uh, by the time it moved to india uh, it was probably 7th century that it started was was in the mainstream and people had started using but before that even people used to write so where do they write so they used to write on leaves and uh, because of the veins of the leaves you can't write horizontal so you have to just play along with the veins and then and that's how it was evolved so like brilliant history brilliant insights like rooted in in our tradition itself right so mm-hmm. yeah maybe uh yeah your efforts and uh, yeah let's see um so you have been uh, promoting teaching also so you can covered this uh, in the earlier question but uh, sorry the second part to this question was how sensitive are students for this and uh, like what are the ways where these students so how these students have been reacting to that like are they getting interested or they just think it's another elective or uh, Well, what, since what it's an elective, the students il- like choose to be in this. So, I would assume that they are interested in you know, like elective is something that you. It's not a part of your regular course syllabus, so you choose to be in this particular elective. So, the students who do opt for it, I would assume are <laughs> interested in mm-hmm. learning about this. That's why they chose that elect that particular elective. But no, I think even uh, overall, when I do uh, basic. Uh, like basic typography classes i <clears throat> i tend to include indic scripts in it as if it's a one month course for example then one week at least is dedicated to I- doing even typography in indian scripts because i think it's important that des- as designers as young designers that you at least are aware of what the indian design landscape is mm-hmm. you know like you it's not i think it's not nice if 
you know you as a design student say oh yeah all the south indian scripts you know like they are all the same or something mm-hmm. i think it's not it's not sensitive mm-hmm. you, you don't you don't say that as a designer mm-hmm. because they are not they are all diverse they all have their own you know identity and beautiful forms and yeah. i think it would be really nice if you at least knew what different scripts in india looked like and mm-hmm. you know if you could identify them and say oh this is this it's not like you need to learn all of them or i'm not even saying that you have to design in all of the scripts mm. though it would be nice if you know people would which they are of course but i think as students it's it to me it's important that you are at least aware of mm-hmm. of this and then if you get interested and if you decide to do something in the field then yeah then that's mm. that's but what advantage welcome. do you see um say suppose we'll just get into some utopian world that almost uh, all the people uh, know different scripts how they are designed and today if there are say out of 100 people in the country there are only one type designer suppose that changes to 10 or 20 right how will the landscape change in terms of communication within the city what all what all uh, areas will get affected or will be impacted I think currently what is happening is there are a lot of uh foundries who are designing multi-script typefaces also where they try to design for all of the indian language like scripts that uh you need typefaces for but there's still I think if you see the quantity of how many typefaces there are if you compare it to the latin or you know world of typefaces it's just it's massive yeah. you know the difference and not to compare it to anything but i think there is scope generally for a lot more typefaces to exist uh, so i think that's just like that would in a way help in you know for example if you think of like there's text typefaces and there are display typefaces display is basically what you would use for larger point sizes so those are usually more decorative or you know they are more they're bolder or those kind of things but those uh display typefaces are also there's not as many as you would like for example if you want to make hoardings posters whatever for whatever reason so more typefaces means that there's variety to choose from so that that is a that's always a good thing to have you know to mm-hmm. if, if you are if i have to design something and i need a dis- like i need a heavy uh, devnagari typeface and if there's only two then i have to choose one of those two irrespective mm-hmm. of if it is if it satisfies the context of my design or not so you know mm-hmm. if i'm doing if it's a corporate i don't know something mm-hmm. and i still need a bold for that as compared to maybe a extra bold typeface for a marathi like music concert or something mm. you know so that is something different the context is different so you would want a typeface that satisfied that that function mm-hmm. but if if i don't have those options then i just pick whatever is available mm-hmm. so i think providing more options for different kinds of uses would just enrich how designers can use them as well mm-hmm. i think a few years back the problem was that there's there weren't enough typefaces to unicode ones of mm-hmm. course uh, which are more standardized which can be used across different media successfully so if those weren't there for example uh, like multi script typefaces if you did not have one typeface that kind of 
coherently supported different scripts of uh, mm. in in the country if you didn't just have that then you know your uh, visual communication is language changes it changes so you yeah. probably end up using different fonts for different um scripts and then it doesn't look like maybe one brand or something mm-hmm. so by creating those you give an opportunity for designers to use them in new and interesting ways as well so mm-hmm. what i was actually pointing to is that uh, many i think last year i interviewed shiva nila perumal and he said uh, like there was no uh, odia font only existing right and the moment it was introduced suddenly the textbooks uh, the school uh, material started looking much more friendlier it uh, a lot more things which were never documented started getting documented mm-hmm. so i was pointing to these kind of uh, instances where if more people are into type design if more people are creating different fonts uh, supporting multi script uh, like the way schools were impacted where do you think any other domains which will be like drastically uh, improved well i think in the current situation you have there's so much information around us like with like new media for example you know you have phones and smartphones and every like the, if you see the amount of uh, internet users in our country it's massive the peop- the amount of people who have started using smartphones and the way they are consuming information is changing drastically so you know everybody has phones and everybody has some kind of social networking app on their phone so if you if you have to if you consider the reach of these mm-hmm. and if you think that that's just going to grow uh if you want to impact different kinds of audiences with that then mm-hmm. you need scripts to you know if you didn't have a typeface in a in odia for example then how can you have it on your phone then that means you can't type in your own script on your phone as well mm-hmm. so you know so i think new media is something that's going to just impact the most because mm-hmm. that's where people are consuming most of their information currently mm-hmm. so you know even like news a lot of people just have apps for news now there's not as many people reading a newspaper maybe i don't have actual statistics mm-hmm. so i'm not going to quote that but you know just overall consumption of information has shifted onto your phone or you know ipad or whatever mm-hmm. or like a tablet or something so that's where you're so that if you're reading everything on these devices then yes you need typefaces that support mm-hmm. that information too so i think that's where i also see a lot of impact happening not even not just in bigger cities but when it reaches all parts of india mm. also i think what we are talking about is you know the main official languages or some or scripts you know that support there's so many other scripts that that exist in india that also have their own you know languages that also have their own scripts mm. which also are, is an area where is just open for people to just you know create new typefaces for them as well mm-hmm. for example there was uh, a project to uh, create typefaces for uh, rare scripts mm. from india which i was working on and uh, while i was trying to research that there were so few resources there were like five six images of that script oh. and no online information even their wikipedia page had like drawings or something 
but then like ten like a few years back i designed a typeface for that script hmm. and then i went and looked at the wikipedia page and now they're using one of the like the typeface that i designed so mm-hmm. i i'm not sure how good or bad of a typeface it is but i think the point is that just because that's the probably the only one available which is why it's just getting used mm-hmm. you know so i think if there are more people who contribute to this pool then i think it just makes it more diverse and correct correct yeah. in fact uh, i remember one podcast which i was listening to massimo vignelli and he said uh, he can just live with two fonts right pascal and i think future or something and he said like rest of the fonts are not required <laughs> and if he was alive today maybe we would have like we would have invited him to <laughs> india and say that please we need more fonts right uh because in latin and other uh, scripts uh, uh, it's it's possible to manage with few points and then better typography uh, i don't know i think that is probably his personal outlook you mm-hmm. know it's a no but he holds a position to like because as an influencer he has certain sure uh, but that doesn't probably make it a norm you know mm-hmm. you could you probably find another designer mm-hmm. who says quite the contrary yeah. so <laughs> every there's space for everyone <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um so this one question which um, is slightly thoda light hearted uh, because uh, i'll i'll tell you the background where i came uh, with this for also so we all know the like the famous oscar blunder which happened right mm. uh, so i want to understand again as a layman uh, was it because of bad typography or was it because of so are there any other instances where see oscars is fine right but when it comes to medical uh, when it comes to other domains where there's life and death situation especially in india uh, the signages and stuff like that so do they need better typography or do they need better type design and the reason why i'm asking you this is also because when i interviewed mahindra patel he said you give me comic sans and i'll set it so nicely that it will st- still look nice so there's no ugly font as such it's just how good your typography is so that's where i'm coming from and if you have any thoughts ideas around it yeah well uh, so i think uh, with your with the question of if it needs better typefaces or typography i think they go hand in hand i think what mahendra bhai is saying is that you know if you give a maybe not so good typeface to a good designer they can maybe make it make it work Worse. better but if you give a good typeface to a bad designer then they would probably still not use it to so its, its optimum you know mm, what i mean so it's mm. i think i think it needs to work together uh, i think it's as a graphic designer who is using a typeface it's important that he has information about a good typeface as well as how to use it i think they both you know even as a typeface designer if i create a typeface and when i'm putting it up on my website or you know showing you how i think you can use this typeface if i don't make examples that are good enough you know then mm-hmm. then you are how will i convince you that you can use this typeface in these particular ways so i think mm-hmm. it's not just important to have only good typefaces you need both to work hand in hand it's it's mm-hmm. a fine balance that you but need but isn't it more important for a better 
font phase when it comes to indic type phase because these the the earlier conversation right the ku positioning of i think u. that yeah that i think is not so there's aesthetic and there is the production part of it so you know the, you can have a typeface so that's what i said those are like you know you can call it the design and engineering of like, mm-hmm. or, or you know font production mm-hmm. so both i think uh, a typeface that does not do the production part at all or you know is like bad badly positioned or something is just that that has a far, like it's a graver problem to me because mm-hmm. that just means that you cannot render the script at all correctly mm-hmm. so that's not a but that's not the design of it the mm. design is how the shapes look the aesthetic value of it mm. so i'm i was going with your question talking about how it looks more okay. than how it works like if it doesn't work to me that just is it's mm. a problem like there's yeah. it's not even considered yeah you you can't even like ideally you shouldn't even use something that doesn't mm-hmm. work well because that just you know affects the legibility and that like comprehension of how i'm seeing so you mm-hmm. know if you have a zodakshar and if it's all broken it affects the way you read it as mm. well so that's just something that's that's not even like you should like those type like if a typeface does not render and you there's no way that you can use it in any way that you can make it look something that's beautiful right mm-hmm. like if if it just doesn't render correctly mm-hmm. but i think the how they look and how they are designed is something that's a different aspect if you have like for example you spoke about comic sans but i think the reason why comic sans was so hated is just because i think it got overused mm-hmm. you know that's just like if something gets too overdone then mm-hmm. people just get fed up of it Correct. you know it's not it's not just because it's like an ugly typeface or something mm-hmm. you know maybe people have different again like design is so personal and specific that some person might like even like the best you know what i would think is a really good typeface somebody else might think it's not Mm-hmm. but again it's it depends uh these kind of conversations i think need to be more critical as to why what is it that you don't like about it and i think mm-hmm. that's where you can go to a more sensitive level and try and understand what is it that you don't like about this typeface and what is it that i like about this typeface mm-hmm. and then we can have like a more informed dis- discussion mm-hmm. rather than just saying oh i think this mm-hmm. is bad yeah you know as designers especially mm-hmm. correct correct <laughs> beautiful and uh, are there any improvements or are there any trends which have been happening in indic typefaces with respect to optimizing the space the way we have helvetica ka full family with condensed and condensed bold black uh, have you seen anything this is just a on the mm. fly <laughs> you know there's so much that needs to be done that i think trends is something that's mm-hmm. there's also there's not as many people designing indic typefaces mm-hmm. to generate trends you know mm-hmm. you'll have trends if there's enough and more and then you're like okay mm-hmm. what's happening i think right now the more necessary thing is to just cover the basics so i think mm-hmm. one uh, you probably could call it a trend is multi script families is where people are trying to design typefaces that uh, that Adapt support to different yeah, scripts, yeah to different scripts and i think that's that's really great mm-hmm. that that's happening and you have Wow. that mm. much variety available now cool wow this is at least made me curious to know more about it uh so kime i want to ask you last uh, two questions so what are your thoughts and long term vision of spreading awareness about typefaces and you uh, 
in your independent capacity and mota italic also what uh, what are you guys doing to just uh, promote this or bring awareness for that matter just like awareness sounds like a <laughs> big uh, no, word uh, yeah yeah <laughs> but no i think just mostly no, i mean I think this particular start... session also is sort of awareness right so it need not be <laughs> bucketed into a very well, uh, I, yeah i kind of think about it more like starting a dialogue you know about hmm. like hmm. because i think if if i say spreading awareness that kind of puts me in a position where i'm like correct thinking like i know yeah, something yeah. more or something which is not the case yeah, necessarily yeah initiating a dialogue it's, is a much it's basically uh, so one thing that we started doing uh, uh with like motitalic that's me and rob and uh, a fellow designer tanya george uh, is we were doing we did these uh, type meetups every month called to post amtish and that that basically the idea for doing that was to bring the community together so it mm. was a monthly meetup for type interested people and every month we would have something different happening like a you know we would have show and tell sessions or just generally sit and talk mm-hmm. you know you just get together and talk about anything that interests you in this field mm-hmm. or um, or we've had drawing and sketching sessions or we've had panel discussions and different kind of or presentations or something all revolving around the world of letter forms and i think the idea to do that was to bring different kinds of people together mm. in one space and just have them talk about things because i think that's the most important if you mm. want to have an industry grow then you need different perspectives perspectives and different people who are uh, a part of this to interact with each other mm. and to start that dialogue even with students because i've taught in different institutes it it was sometimes nice to have different students from different institutes get together and talk about you know mm. their particular courses or what happens in different schools so or for graphic designers to talk to type designers or you know those kind of things mm. or sometimes there were just people who just heard about something but got interested and came and i think that's fine too i think it's just nice to mm. have uh, have this kind of conversation mm. with each other so mm. um yeah we we met a lot of designers even from bombay type designers and uh, it it was really it was really fun to do that because mm. i think it's not in any uh, you know like a preachy way or mm. something it's Correct. just yeah it's a, it's a platform to exchange. have yeah, yeah so i think uh, i think that is really necessary to mm. um, and that i think two aspects i think is the education aspect of it where um where you actually make sure that indian script typography is kind of a part of all design syllabus mm. just as an introductory course at mm. least mm-hmm. so i think that's something that wherever i've got an opportunity to go and be a part of any uh, design curriculum is something that i've always suggested as mm. just like at least a week or something mm. but i think because as graduate students even when i was a student you don't know what you want you mm. know it's just you're absorbing things you're mm. you're receptive to whatever is presented to you mm. and i think that's the age in which if you if you talk to younger designers and these are the ones that are going to grow and contribute towards the design landscape of the country mm. like you know 10 years ahead so you're thinking in the future you're not just thinking of what is happening right now mm. so in that sense like 
educating students right now becomes quite important because mm. they will be the future designers and sure. so if they are unaware of what is happening and things are changing in india faster than we can in, comprehend yeah. so i think it's important that they are at least aware of what can be done for mm. example mm-hmm. you know so also tying in uh, this open type uh, conversation that we were ha- uh, having earlier is there so many technical things that are uh, that are possible now that if you did not know what was possible how will you create something that mm. you know so i think now if people know oh i can do this or oh i can do that then they get more interested in let me try something that's mm. not been done before or mm. yeah so i think that's so when i spoke about the swashes uh, so uh, in one of my previous typefaces uh, it's a handwritten typeface which has like alternates and swashes and everything which is not such a new thing to do for type design as such but because it's possible to do this kind of programming in software currently i was able to do that and you know it's just it's mm. there now mm-hmm. and it's it it completely adapts to the script as well mm. and so i think that's just a way in which so it's kind of through practice through talking to people and mm-hmm. you know i think mostly what Correct. what i'm trying to do as, as, aside from designing is mm. just to go and talk to other people mm. because i think that's what i enjoy a lot as well mm-hmm. nice nice and uh, yeah last question is uh, actually just taking what you said just now uh, further uh, i've been following your work for some time uh, and recently i found that you were fascinated with some 3d type drawing so can you just <laughs> tell us about that well it's um, that's also something that started as just an experiment so it's a layered typeface that i'm working on hmm. which is also uh possible because i'm working with this software called glyphs and you can so it looks 3d but it has like different layers which has also been done in latin again it's not something radically new that i invented or something mm-hmm. i'm just taking the idea and so yeah it's kind of a it's a display typeface and it has six different layers and uh, so it the appearance of it when you see it looks like it has these bevels and it's like mm-hmm. a 3d typeface so it just started off as something that i tri- was trying to do over the weekend and it completely consumed me and now because you know because with devnagri there's so many uh, letter fo- like the character set is larger so it's whatever 600 mm-hmm. glyphs into six layers and it's gone a bit insane but mm-hmm. i think it's just nice to try and do different things like that's what i enjoy mm-hmm. i think to mm-hmm. use what's available and create something that's uh you know that's not been done either or just to like try and push mm-hmm. boundaries of what can be done correct, correct. so yeah that's just that's yeah. my experiment which <laughs> all right i think uh, this is a good note to end this obviously there's lots more to talk <laughs> about and uh, uh, lots more to be documented also in this field So but yeah uh, thank you for giving your time and it was really nice talking to you and on the closing note uh, how do people follow you uh, uh, what like any instagram handle and Yeah so our instagram uh, handle for mota italic is just mota italic and mm-hmm. the website is the same and we are on all social media as mota italic and my personal work is at kimya gandhi Okay Cool. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Thank you for uh, yeah giving your time. Thanks. Thanks so much. Okay. That's it.
And that's it from today's Gyan session. Catch us on iTunes, Savan, Stitcher, or any podcasting app you use. Do rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay tuned for more Gyan on AudioGyan.com. Till then, bye. Hello. It's been a great week on the IVM Podcast Network. On this round is on me. Gauri is joined by Shweta Nanda. They talk about the financial independence and how it is to be a woman entrepreneur. On Anish Thing, Anish welcomes ultra marathon runner Shivani Gharat. Shivani shares her journey of how she ran her first marathon, the mindset of a runner, and what it actually takes to run a full marathon. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus, Naveen, Akash, and Shreyas talk about the Korean band BTS serving in the military and its repercussions. On Think Fast, Varun and Suchita discuss Wing Greens and their latest acquisitions, and about the Indian sexual wellness market. And on Shuni One, Sheila Dutta is joined by Dinika Bhatia, CEO and founder of Nutty Gritties. They talk about coming from a business family and Dinika's journey in creating healthy and guilt-free snacking. Once again, don't forget to visit our merch store on ivmpodcasts.com. We have some exciting new merch out there for you. Also, do follow us on social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And do remember to spread the word about these shows and any other shows you might be listening to. Appreciate them, rate them, and review them wherever you are listening to them. You can also check out all our other shows on YouTube.com/slash/IVMPodcasts. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors this week: Volvo XC40 Recharge, Bumble, Heads Up for Tails, Kotak Privy League Program, and HDFC Mutual Fund. Thanks, guys. Without you, this would not be possible. Do you often find yourself surrounded by conversations about Web3, blockchain, NFTs, DAOs? What are these terms and how do they affect our future on the internet? So many questions, but don't worry, we've got answers to all your questions. Hi, I'm Eklavya Bhattacharya and on our show Future Proofing, we try to decode the impact of these future technologies on various industries with experts and tech enthusiasts. Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IVM Podcast app and the website or wherever you get your podcasts from.